good evening and praise the Lord on this Wednesday, Wednesday night Bible study. Amen. Praise God for the opportunity to one more time study His Word, get into the Word, share the Word, receive the Word, be blessed by the Word, be guided by the Word. Yes. We praise God for His Word tonight. Amen. Um, continue um, here in New Jersey and in other parts of the United States to be under lockdown. Yes. <laughs> Many of us becoming supremely, ultimately, extremely, very familiar with our environment. Because this is what we have day in and day out. We are in our homes for the most part. Um, praying though for those who are outside. Amen. Those who have to be out in at, at this time. And a lot of people think about the healthcare providers. And certainly, you know, we need to pray for them. Um, but we also have others who are out, you know police officers, first responders of all kinds. Um, but even, you know, just ordinary folk. When I say ordinary folk, I mean some low-wage workers, right, working in stores and in supermarkets and in UPS centers and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. um, because while many of us may be grumbling a little bit about staying in our homes, some of us are grateful to be in our homes. Many of us are um, as it becomes our sanctuary. Yeah. But there are many who have to venture out every day and be, you know, among others and, and uh, are doing some things that uh, may put them at risk. And so we pray for them. Um, but, you know, right now, it's not just the United States. I mean, there are 190-some-odd countries and territories that are affected by this virus. And nearly a third of the world's population is on lockdown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This world has 7.8 billion people and nearly 3 billion people are on lockdown because of this virus. So it, it is a, a serious time, an unprecedented time, a different time, a tough time. Um, and that is why uh, we are thankful for God and for his word, because as times change and things change, his word is eternal, God is eternal, and he is our rock. Amen. Yes. Amen. At a time such as this. And so we have Bible study tonight. We're going to look at a few verses in, in, our, in our Bibles. If you have them, if you have your Bible, um, we're going to be going to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. And tonight we're going to be talking about redeeming the time. Um, which uh, I believe is something that is really appropriate for us given where we are. 
that we need to redeem the time. And so we're going to look in the book of Ephesians chapter 5. And we will read verses 15 through 17 into our hearing. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. And it says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk tonight about redeeming the time. Let's pray tonight. Father, we bless your holy name and we give you glory. We thank yes, you, Father. God, for the gift of another day. We thank you, God, for keeping us in the land of the living, blessing yes, us with Father. your presence and most of all, God, surrounding us with your love. Father, we pray now that you'll speak to our hearts, our minds, situations, and our circumstances. Yes, Father. Father, we pray that you will strengthen us in our spirit, man. And Father God, that you will bless us with a listening ear to hear your voice. Father, we give you praise now for depositing in us that which we need and taking out of us that which we don't. And Father, we trust you wholeheartedly, O oh God, to continue to lead us and guide us by your Spirit yes, Father. in these uncertain times. And Father, we just bless you and we praise you for what you're going to do tonight. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're talking about redeeming the time. Why is this important? I, I think, you know, we, we have to start here, and that is with so many of us, as we just talked about the billions of people across the globe who are in some form of lockdown, not being allowed to leave your home or only allowed to leave your home under certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. And by the way, for those in the United States who, you know, you have shelter in place or you have curfews or things of that sort, um, you know, be thankful in this regard that you're not in India yeah. because yesterday, as we're, you know, speaking here tonight on this Wednesday, yesterday, with just four hours of notice, the the country was shut down for 21 days hmm. where no one can leave the house. Wow. Uh, I think there are still some things that are questioned about, well, what does that exactly mean? Because are you saying that we have to have food for 21 days? But there has been a total shutdown for 21 days. They wow. said, you don't be on the street. Um, and, you know, so whether you're in a situation like that or whether you're in a situation where, you know, you can still go out, but there's some limitations on it or whatever. And if it hasn't come to you yet, um, praise God for it. And hopefully it will not. But for those of us who find ourselves not being able to go to work, to go to school, um, to do some of our normal activities, we are spending a lot of time in the home. And, and the thing is, we have to uh, make adjustments 
and do some things to make the most use mm. of our time. Mm -hmm. There are some people I have spoken to over the past week or so who really don't know what to do and, and feel as if they're just waiting until things resume. But what do you do in the interim? Mm. I, I think those who are wise will actually use this time uh, for the better. And that when things resume, whatever resumption means, they will be better positioned to go forward with life than those who really didn't take the most of the opportunity right now. Mm. Listen, you know, now is, let's just say this way, now is not the time to sit on the couch eating bonbons and, you know, catching up on every series on Netflix, binge watching every single day. That's not the best use of no. your time. Mm -mm. Um, and God, uh, you know, wants us to um, redeem the time. But, but let's talk about what redeem means. I mean, in, in, in the strongest sense, redeem means to buy up, mm -hmm. to buy up or to rescue from loss. And in, in that regard, you can think about what Jesus did for us on the cross. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. It says in Galatians chapter 3. He redeemed us from the curse of the law. He rescued us from mm -hmm. loss. Because living under the law, no man could fulfill the law totally. And the Bible lets us know if you, if you, if you can't fulfill the law in every respect, you're guilty of it all. Mm -hmm. Even if you just fail it in one respect. And, and the wages of sin is death. But Jesus redeemed us from that. He bought us. We have been what? Bought with a price. price. We've been redeemed. We've been purchased. We've been rescued. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. We are the redeemed of God. Um, it's to buy up. It's to rescue from loss. Um, to redeem also means when you redeem something, you regain possession of it. You regain possession of it. When I was uh, a boy, and it lasted for a while, maybe even to my young adulthood, um, you could redeem bottles at the store. Oh, yeah. Soda bottles and things of that sort. You could redeem it. What does that mean? Well, you know... In, in, in two respects. One, you bought a bottle of soda for a certain amount of money mm -hmm. and then you drank the soda mm -hmm. and now you had an empty bottle. But you could go back to the store and redeem the bottle. Mm -hmm. and, in, and, and, and that's what we used to call it. You redeem the bottle. But think right. about what got redeemed. If redeem means to regain possession of something, the store regained possession of the bottle. Mm -hmm. But then they gave you back five cents right. or ten cents. Now, you paid more than five cents or ten cents for the soda. But you, got, you regained possession of some of your money. Mm -hmm. They regained possession of the bottle. They didn't regain possession of a full bottle of soda. They regain possession of an empty bottle right. and you regain possession of some of the money that you paid for the soda that you drank. 
So there was a redeeming going on there. There was a regaining of possession of something. And from that standpoint, when God says to us in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse 16, that we should redeem the time, in, in a very simple yet powerful way, he's telling us we need to regain possession of the time. Wow. Which implies that we have lost possession of the time. Wow. And if you think about it in many ways, uh, many of us are living in ways that we're losing possession of the time, meaning that we're just like time is going through our fingers like sand. Wow. Right. That our lives on this earth, if you think about it in so many ways, uh, are filled with time stealers, mm -hmm. things that steal our time, take our time, take up our time, and sometimes take up a lot of our time while adding little or no value to our lives, either in the natural sense or in the spiritual or eternal sense. And if there's anything that's going on right now People realize because you're not commuting to work, because you're not going to the gym or to the hairdresser or to the mall or to the park or whatever, things that we would typically do with our time. We're not going to ball games because there are no ball games. We're not taking our kids to their activities because those things have been shut down. Mm -hmm. We're not visiting friends because of social distancing and all that kind of mm -hmm. thing. All the things that we would typically use our time, you know, and, and, and for, we are not doing any of those things right. or can't do them, yeah. which now means we have more time on our hands. Right. What are you going to do with it? In some ways, this is an opportunity to redeem, to regain possession of wow. your time, regain possession of your life, examine all those things that are time stealers, right? Yeah, I know. Think of This is the time to think about how you utilize your day each day. What is it that you do? How much time on social media? How much time, uh, you know, pursuing this, you know, particular thing? Listening to music, surfing the internet. How much time on certain, you know, is this the best use of your time? Mm -hmm. But also, too, the things that you can't do right now, you're going to learn very soon if you haven't already that you can actually live without doing those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are not going to turn into dust, you know, or melt away like the wicked witch of the West. Mm -hmm. Remember when the water got thrown on her oh. and she yelled, I'm melting! Yeah. And she just melted and all that was left was her cape and her hat. Some of people feel like that. If you don't do the things you typically do, that somehow your life is going to be diminished. <laughs> but you're now discovering that you can do without. Oh, yeah. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, says, See then that ye walk circumspectly, or see that you walk wisely. 
when it talks about walk, it's talking about living. And so in some ways it's saying, see, uh, you know, that, that, you know, watch carefully, circumspectly, watch carefully how you walk, how you live, right? How many of us are truly watching carefully how we live? In our normal existence prior to lockdown, I believe so many of us move so quickly through life that we really don't watch carefully how we live. Wow. We're moving so fast. Mm -hmm. We're going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. You know, we multitask now with, you know, no thought, you know, without even a second thought, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We hold conversations. If someone's talking to you on the phone, you're, you're, you're reading emails at the same time that you're talking. You're checking social media at the same time as you're talking. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't do just one thing now. You know, there was a time when, you know, we were taught that socially, when you had conversations, look the other person in the eye. Right now, we, we, we look at our phone while we talk to people. We look yeah. at our emails while we talk to people. We go to restaurants and, and we're sitting there and it's just a couple sitting there. And both of them have their devices oh, in wow. front of them. Yeah. And, they, and they spend as much time looking at their devices as they do looking at each other. <laughs> There was a time where that kind of stuff was just considered rude. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. think about when I, look, I, when I grew up, if my mom or my dad was talking to me, and I was not looking at them while they were talking to me. Oh, I just bought myself a whooping. <laughs> yeah. Dude, boy, look at me when I'm talking to you. Yeah. It was a given. In, in my generation and in generations before me, you looked at people who were talking yeah. to you. Mm -hmm. You didn't just casually look the other way, look at, you know, back then we didn't have devices. But, you know, look at your device, your phone, your tinker with your music in your ears, got your earbuds <laughs> in your ear, your face is in your phone. And your mother's right. talking Don't to you, you and you go, yeah, yeah, I heard you, I heard you. I tell you what. <laughs> that stuff didn't play. And I had my dad, my mom talked to me. You look at me That's right. when I'm talking to you. But, you know, right now we're so busy, right? We can't even look at each other when you know as we go through life so how much the more are we not even looking at our lives right. and the bible says that we should watch carefully how we live look at what you're doing look at how you're spending your time look at how you're using the most valuable commodity you have i want you to know that time is more valuable than money how do you know because you can spend some money today and make more money tomorrow. But here's the thing. You can't spend time today and get that same time back tomorrow. tomorrow. No, you can't. Once you spend time, that time is gone forever. Wow. You can't regain time. I can lose money and get my money back. I cannot lose time and get it back. No such thing. Time is more valuable than money. And so we have to watch carefully how we live because we live in this thing called time. 
something that once we spend it, it's gone forever. When this day leaves you, when you know, God blesses you to go into tomorrow, which is Thursday, this particular Wednesday, you will never see it or possess it, it again. again. Right. It's gone. That's it. How are you going to use it? Mm. The Bible says, see then that you walk circumspectly. See then, watch carefully how you live. Watch this. Not as fools, mm -hmm. but as wise. And what do wise people do? They redeem the time. Mm -hmm. They redeem the time. They regain possession of it. They buy it up. They rescue it from loss. Mm -hmm. Right? Because the days are evil. And I don't know about you, amen, but I view what we're in right now, this spread of this virus, that's an evil thing. I'm sorry. It is, absolutely. It's an evil thing. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's indiscriminate in, the, in, 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 in who it attacks. And listen, we were sold a bill of goods, right? We were sold a bill of goods in this. The elderly and those who had compromised immune systems, they, they were vulnerable. Everybody else pretty much was good. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing a yeah. different story, yes, aren't we? we are. We're seeing young people. We're seeing strong people. We're seeing yeah. fit people. We're seeing world-class athletes. Yeah. Not just getting this virus, but suffering terribly with it. We were sold a bill of goods. And we're seeing a different truth coming out. And you can't tell me that this is anything but evil. Yeah. And I'm not, not going to spend much time here, but, you know, I, I'm getting a little weary of people saying, you know, God did this. No, God doesn't kill. Do God, God gives life. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's the devil that steals, kills, and destroys. God gives life. God's a life giver. Amen. Yes. Um, but we need to redeem the time. We need to buy it up. Rescue it from loss, regain possession of it. Why? Because the days are evil. Wherefore, and therefore, because the days are evil, don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So, God is saying to us, and I think right now, as we have more time on our hands, many of us do, we need to examine, you know, with some honesty and with some humility, how we are, how we've been using our time, how we can best use our time now, and how we can best use our time going forward mm -hmm. to make the most of it. Now, you know, some may think, okay, here we go. You're going to start telling me, read the Bible more, pray more, do this more. I'm not going to tell you anything. Mm -hmm. See, because here's, here, and here's why. Because I didn't give you the time. Right. Hmm. I didn't give you the time. So who am I to tell you what to do with your time? The one who gave you your time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Is the one who you should look to to tell you what to do with your time. Yes. And the one who gave you your time is God. You know, uh, Psalm 100, I believe it is, it talks about God. It says, it is he who made us and not we ourselves. God made me. God made you. 
There is no person, and God is a person. I know the scriptures say God is a spirit, but he's a person, right? He's a he. <laughs> Amen. Uh, there's no one who knows you better than God. Why? Because he's the one that made you, I guess. There's no one who knows me better than God because he's the one who made me. Mm -hmm. That's why if I'm broken, the best person to go to is not my wife, not my siblings, not not my friends. Right. The best person to go to is God mm -hmm. because he's the one who made me. He knows if a spring is loose because he knows where every spring in me is. He knows if a screw is loose, because right. he knows where every screw in me oh, is. Yes. He knows if, 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 if a latch is loose, because he put every latch in me. Mm -hmm. So if something is wrong with me, the best person I can go to is the one who made me, not to some technician who went to school. Right. Counselor, therapist. Yes, fine, I may be able to get some help from you, but you had to go to school to get your knowledge and your knowledge is still limited. I want to go to the one who has the knowledge yes. of me inside yes. and out. And the only one who has that is the one who made me. Yes. Yes. So indeed. if something's wrong with me, don't get mad if I don't come and talk to you about it. I'm going to the one who made me. Yes. <laughs> because he knows better than anybody how to fix me. Right. The one who made me is the best person to fix me. <laughs> Amen. And so also, the one who made us, the one who can fix us, is the one who gave us the time that we have. And so if, if God is saying unto us, we need to redeem the time, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your time, <laughs> but I will suggest that you ask God the one who gave you the time. Amen. Lord, what is the best way that I can use this precious commodity called time that you gave me? Mm. Hmm? Lord, what is it that you would have me to do? Now, this is something we should do all the time. But at this particular hour in our history, in our lives, as we're going through this this phase and, and this and, and, and this time of travel restrictions and social restrictions and being on lockdown and in quarantine and all those types of things. Mm -hmm. Now even the more, ask the Lord, as you have more time on your hands, Lord, what would you have me do. to do with my time? Yeah. I want to redeem it. I want to regain possession of it. I want to make the most use of it. Mm -hmm. And so, and, 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 and have God tell you what it is that he would have you to do. And you know, sometimes you talk to some people, even Christians, who even will say, you really believe God speaks to people? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if God didn't speak to people, then certain things in the Bible would never make sense. Yeah. Like Jesus said, I am the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. How can we know his voice unless he was speaking? Right. 
<laughs> God is a communicating God. Right. God speaks. And God, the Bible says, God is speaking from the, from the book of Genesis. And God said, let there be light. Yep. So yes, God speaks. Ask God what you should do with your time. How, um, how he would have you to use your time. Lord, what is, that, what is it that you would have me to do today? <laughs> you know, we wake up in the morning, we have our to-do list. How many of us, and let's just tell the truth, shame the devil. How many of us plan our days and we don't ask God one thing about what it is we should do? Yeah. We already decided. Mm -hmm. Some people right now, right now, you, I'm going to put in air quotes, know what you're going to do tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> know, quote unquote, what you're going to do tomorrow. We're going to talk about that in a second, but I want to come back to something real quickly. God is a speaking God. Ask him what it is you have to do. Um, my, my my wife asked me, I don't know, it was yesterday or the day before. Um, <laughs> I was drinking orange juice. And I, I think my wife is worried about me because she hears me coughing. She, you know, if I cough two times, she goes, you okay? Why? I heard you coughing. <laughs> so I find myself sometimes kind of like suppressing a cough because I don't want my wife to think that, you know, every sniffle, every cough, every this, every that means something. I don't. I don't know. I, I pray you don't, but you know, I'm starting to wonder a little bit. But but this did happen and you know it's the truth. I, I had orange juice the other morning. And I was drinking a glass of orange juice and, and she said, Why are you drinking orange juice? Because most of the time, I don't, I'm not a juice drinker. That's true. I'm not. Right. So I understand her asking it. me because I'm not a juice drinker. And the reason why I don't drink juice, because juice has sneaky calories in it. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. Like they tell you juice is healthy for you. Yeah, okay. But if you want to try to stay trim or whatever, you got to avoid sneaky calories. <laughs> and juice has sneaky calories. You don't believe me? Go look on the back of your favorite Tropicana Mott's <laughs> bottle. Amen. Mott's apple juice, Tropicana orange juice. See how many cat You'll be surprised. Because I don't drink that much juice. I had juice the other day. And she said, why are you drinking juice? Because <laughs> most, most of the time I don't drink juice unless I'm, feel I'm not feeling well. Sick. Right. And so I said to her, I said, no. I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I said, I don't know why. Is this the truth, baby? Yeah. I said, I don't know why. But when I got up this morning and I was praying, God told me to have, go downstairs and have a glass of orange juice. Yep. And as I'm sitting here now, I still don't know why I heard God say that. But I don't care. <laughs> God knows and I believe that there are times when God will tell us to do simple things that in themselves are, aren't going to lead to some big miracle simply to help you practice obedience yes <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm saying yep. that God will put us in position of of, of, of doing things 
and you'll hear him say something very simple, mm-hmm. like close the door yeah. or, you know, close the blinds. And you go, well, it's not dark outside yet, but he's telling you close the blinds. And part of it is he's training you to hear his voice and obey his voice. Yeah. He's giving you practice. And don't and practice and, and take it and, and do it and and then you'll be blessed by it. Amen. And so um, I believe we need to ask God how to use our time, believing he'll speak to us. Because if he can speak to you about closing the blinds, speak to me about drinking a glass of orange juice, speak to someone else about picking up a piece of paper off the floor. And none of those things necessarily lead to some big blessing or breakthrough, but it's really about training you. Mm -hmm. See, you understand he's a communicating God. And if he can communicate to you about a piece of paper on the floor, I'm, I'm suggesting to you he will communicate to you when you ask him, how do I use, best use, yeah. this precious commodity you've given me called time in a way that would please you? He'll tell you. Amen. amen. Mm-hmm. So don't ask the preacher. Don't ask the Bible study teacher. Don't ask, amen, the minister how you should use your time. Ask the God who gave you your time. And as for those who know what you're going to do tomorrow. And we've been all guilty of this, right? How many of us said, next week, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going on a cruise in six months. Next year, I'm going to the final four. How many people said that last year and find out that this year there is no final four? <laughs> NCAA <laughs> tournament has been canceled. The book of James, chapter four. Verse 13. It says, go to now. Go to. <laughs> it says, you know, like, you know, it's like saying, come on now. <laughs> really now, right? You that say, today or tomorrow, we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. For ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. See, what, what is this saying? You know, to plan and say, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do this next week. I'm going to do this for the next year. I know many of us do this in an innocent way. But even innocent things can be harmful. Yep. There is a better way, and we always should be striving for the better, right? And, and, and so here, in, in a situation where we're so used to saying what we're going to do, and where some of us right now have our to-do list mapped, mapped out for the next couple of days, think about that for, from this perspective. If your to-do list is mapped out for the next couple of days, what are, what's the likelihood that you'll get up tomorrow morning and ask God how you should use your time? Mm. You already decided it. You see? That's mm. the danger of it. You already decided. This is what I'm going to do. Right. Yeah. But really, if you're going to redeem the time, if you're going to make the most use of your time, there's no better person to ask 
than God, the one who gave you the time. But you have to leave room in your life to do that. And if your life and your days are already mapped out from time you wake up to the time you go to bed, time you wake up to the time you go to bed, time you wake up to the time you go to bed, subconsciously you're going to, why should I ask God? I know what I'm going to do today. Mm -hmm. Ask God. Ask God how he would have you to live or what he would have you to do today. Ask him how you could use your time to mm -hmm. please him. Ask mm -hmm. him how you can live in a way that makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Because some of the things, in fact, many of the things we do in this life, in the end, don't really make a difference. <laughs> Unless God is in it. Amen. Right. Unless it's God directed. Amen. Amen. And so we have to ask God what it is that we should do. You know, Proverbs 27 and 1 is similar to what we just read in James chapter 4. Because Proverbs 27 and 1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for you know not what a day may bring forth. Mm -hmm. So in other words, don't brag about tomorrow. How, can, how do you brag about tomorrow? By talking about what you're going to do in a place that you haven't even gotten to yet. Wow. That's how you brag. How you know what you're going to do tomorrow? You're not even there yet. Some people talk about what they're going to do tomorrow and unfortunately never got there. Yeah, that's true. Right? So don't brag about tomorrow because we don't know what a day may bring forth. Now, in, in, in that regard, uh, turn with me for a second. This is, this, this is one of my favorite parables um, in the Bible. It's in Luke chapter 12. I, I say it's one of my favorites because... It teaches us so much. And in Luke chapter 12, and again, we're talking about redeeming the time. Mm -hmm. We have more time on our hands now because of the lockdown and because of quarantines. How are we best going to use that time? Mm -hmm. With a God who tells us to make the most of our time. And God is saying unto us tonight, ask me <laughs> mm -hmm. how you should use your time. I'm telling you right now, glory to God in heaven. There are people right now who, if you tune into God during this time of lockdown, God is going to put you on the path of your destiny because he's going to show you how to use your time. He's going to show wow. you how you've been wasting your time. He's going to show you what you should be doing with your time. He's going to show you how to best utilize your time. He's going to speak to you. He's going to give you witty inventions. He's going to give you God ideas. Mm. He's going to give you revelation. He's yeah. going to give you direction yeah. because mm -hmm. you decide that you know what I'm not going to spend this time gouging or gorging myself on Netflix or on you know uh, 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 Candy Crush or whatever that game is called or Call of Duty or this right. or that I'm going to redeem my time I'm going to make the most use of it and I'm going to tune in and lock into God and say you know what Lord I got all this time on my hands and I tell you what let me tell you something when you have more of anything decision making yes. becomes yes. harder I want to say that again. When you have more of anything, decision making becomes harder. Yes, Let does. me tell you something. When you have no money, shopping at the store is easy because there's so many things you can't buy. Yeah, right. Right. But when you have more money, now you have to make choices. Right. Of how you use your money. Wow. See, when you have no clothes, deciding what to wear is easy. Mm. You got two pair of pants 
and three shirts. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, but when you got a closet full of clothes, closet full of pants, closet full of shirts, closet full of dresses, closet full of skirts, closet full of, 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 of shoes, it's harder to decide what yep. to wear day to day. Yep. The more you have of something, the harder decision making wow. becomes. Wow. Right? So now you have more time on your hands than you had before. Deciding what to do is now harder than before. Because before, you, you would say something. How many people right now are saying, there's not enough time in the day? You haven't said that in a while. If you've been on lockdown for a week, you have not said that. But when you're living your normal life, there's not enough time in the day. Why? Because your time is occupied. You have very little of it. So guess what? You don't have to make many decisions. Because your time's already taken. Yes, that's so true. Now your time is wide open. You got decisions to make. Yep. That's why you need to tap into God. Amen? Because decision making becomes harder. The more you have of something, the harder it is to make decisions. Yep. Regarding that thing. Amen? Amen. Amen. Where are we? We're in our favorite parable. One of my favorite parables, right? Luke chapter 12. But mm -hmm. this is about asking God. And this is the important part about asking God. Luke chapter 12, verse number 16. And he, Jesus, spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. What was he saying? I'm going to sit down. Yep. And see, some people right now, I'm on lockdown, I'm going to sit down. Uh-oh. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. Now, remember God said, don't be a fool, but be wise, yeah, right? And how you use the time. Look what now God said. But God said unto him, what? Thou fool. <laughs> Why? Because look how he decided how to use his time. Yep. This night, thy soul shall be required of thee. See, this guy had already planned out how he was going to live tomorrow, yeah. the next day, the next day, the next day. God called him a fool. This night, wow, your soul will be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Now, Jesus was talking about being rich toward God, not taking the blessings that God gives you and just saying, I'm just going to consume them on myself. Right. Instead of now looking, hey, I've been blessed. And now, you know, especially as a child of God, amen, you are a seed of Abraham. Amen. Mm -hmm. If any be in Christ, you are Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. And so we are Abraham's seed. And the blessing that's on Abraham, the covenant that was on Abraham is, Thou shalt be a blessing, right? Or, or yeah, I, I shall bless thee, and thou shalt be a blessing. blessing. Yeah. So God blesses us so that we can do what? 
be a blessing. blessing. And so in a situation like this, where God blesses your land and you bring forth more fruit, it's not about building a bigger barn and eating, drinking and being married. It's about, yeah, you can enjoy. God gives you all things to enjoy. But part of the covenant that's on your life as a child of Abraham through Christ Jesus is that God blesses you so that you can be a blessing to somebody, somebody else. else. Yep. That's not only a good use of your time, that's a good use of your resources and a good use of your blessings. Why are we talking about this one here, though? We're talking about this in this context, because, again, there's so many things here in this parable, but we're talking about it in this context. We're talking about going to God and saying, how should we use our time? Mm -hmm. and, what, and, what, and what God wants us to see here was that this man, this certain rich man, didn't bother to ask God mm -hmm. what he should do with the rest of his time mm -hmm. or his days. And all you got to do is look at his language. Right. His ground brought forth plentifully. Verse 17, he thought within himself, saying, What shall what? I do. I do. Count the eyes. That's one. What shall I do? Because I, too, have no room to bestow my fruits. And he mm -hmm. said, This will I, number three, do. I, four, will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I, five, bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I, six, will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much... Goods laid up these many years. Take down, eat, eat, drink, and be merry. Six times he said, I. Mm. <laughs> Six times. Why is that so important? Six times. I don't know. Six is the number of incompletion. Incompletion. This was an incomplete. This thing was never going to work. No, <laughs> Six times he said, I. The number of, of, of perfection is seven. The number, right? One mm -hmm. is wholeness. Seven minus one is six. You take perfection you, and you subtract wholeness, you got incompleteness. Amen? Yes. Amen. It ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. Six times he said, I. Where was God in this? I'm telling you, God wasn't in it. Why am I bringing this up? Because so many of us go through this kind of I stuff. What am I going to do today? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this. I, I, I. Hmm. Where is God in that? Let's not make that mistake, amen? Don't sit there deciding within yourself what you're going to do. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end of the way of death, right? Yep. You know, you know, we make plans, but God devises our way. We need to, you know, check in with God. So the, 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 the encouragement is, one, you have more time on your hands. Mm -hmm. But God is saying unto you, redeem the time. Make the most use of it. Mm -hmm. How am I going to do that? Preacher don't know. <laughs> huh? Preacher don't know. But preacher's telling you is... Go to God. Amen. Ask God how you should use this precious commodity of time that you now have on your hands. Amen. In a greater way than you've had in quite a long time. Yeah. Amen. And allow God to bless you. Allow God to show you how you can use. Allow God to push you not push you but point you in directions that perhaps he's been pointing you in for a long time but you haven't gone there because yeah. you know why yeah. you haven't had the time mm -hmm. now you do 
Now you do. I'm telling you, for so many people, this, as, as much as we say, oh man, this is a tough time, oh, I can't go out. Yeah, it is tough. It is in some ways, but I'm telling you, for those who aren't complainers, amen? Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh-oh, I just lost a whole lot right there. <laughs> <laughs> for those who aren't complainers, amen? Numbers 11 and 1. When the people complain... It displeased the Lord. See, that's why I love my wife. She know the Bible. Amen. <laughs> when the people complain, <laughs> it displeased the Lord. Amen. For those who aren't complainers, I'm telling you, God is going to show you how to take what appears to be a tough time and make it one of the best times in your life because he's going to download things into you yes. and, and do things in you and through you that because of choices that you were making, I was making, mm -hmm. with how we were utilizing our time, we weren't giving God the time to do those things. Wow. Do it now. Mm -hmm. Amen. Do it now. Man, make the use of this time. Buy back this time. Rescue this time from loss. Regain possession of this time. Amen. And say, Lord, <laughs> I got some time on my hands. <laughs> what should I do with it? And let God show you. Amen. amen. Let God speak to you. He's a communicating God. Amen. And God said. Amen. Amen. Go drink some orange juice. Amen. And God <laughs> said. Pick up that paper off the floor. And God said. And God's going to tell you what to do. Amen. With your time. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So listen. Be encouraged. Be strengthened in your spirit. Amen. Know that this is a time. Amen. That you know. Others may find it to be the worst thing going on in their lives but i believe others amen and this is not to minimize the difficulty of it amen uh, it's not to minimize the, the difficulty of you know the 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 substantial disruption to our lives uh those who aren't working and aren't getting paid mm -hmm. amen those who have kids at home and, and you're trying to homeschool them while you know those who are working remotely you're trying to balance that and homeschooling mm -hmm. and the kids are acting like kids <laughs> yeah. enough said about that amen you know what that means if you're a parent kids acting like kids <laughs> yeah. this is a tough time amen. and this is not even you know we haven't even touched upon if you uh, are battling with this virus or you know are um you know dealing with a family member who is whether that family member is under your roof or away from you because mm -hmm. um, one of the one of the you know the evils of this thing is that you can have a family member a loved one who has this virus and is in the hospital and you can't even go see him oh, or her yeah. because that. of that mm -hmm. amen and so um, this is not to minimize any of that. That pain, that heartache, that struggle is real. Yes, yes. All God is saying unto us is that if you find yourself in a situation where you're not dealing with the most severe challenges of this situation, and right now it's about the disruption of your routine, yes. don't sit there crying about that. Because mm. it could be worse. Amen. Absolutely. And instead of crying about it, right, and that you don't know what to do with your time and your board and all the rest of this, ask God how to make the most use of your time. Amen. Amen. Turn this. Amen. God's ready to turn it into a blessing for you. 
but blessings require our participation. Yes, amen. amen. You want to pay your taxes, Peter? Go fishing. And the first fish you find, pay your taxes. <laughs> yes, amen. Amen. Oh, what? A son of David, have mercy on me. Go show yourself to the priest. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, you want to be blessed? You're going to have to participate. Man of God, the debtors are going to come and take my son. Go borrow pots, not a few, yeah. and pour out the oil. Yeah. We're involved in our blessing. Amen. Amen. And so God's not just going to bless you in, t in terms of the time you now have on your hands without your involvement and your participation. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's pray tonight. Father, we give you praise. Yes, Father. And we give you thanks. Yes, In the Father. midst of it all, God, yes. we count you as good and we count you as faithful. And yes, Father, we're Father. praying tonight for your blessings to be upon this earth. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. Thank Father you. God, we yet stand in the gap calling for an end to this coronavirus. Yes, Lord. Father, we know that Jesus. you can stretch Thank forth you, your mighty arm and put an yeah. end to it in an instant in the name of Jesus. Father, we count on you. We call on you to do it, and we do it by faith in Jesus' name. Yes. And Father God, pray your blessings upon those, O oh God, who are stricken, those, yes, O oh God, Father. who are suffering, God. We know that you are a healer. God, we pray for healing in the land, yes, in, the Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus. And Father, we pray your blessings on our households tonight. Yes, we God. pray that you'll continue to rest, rule, and abide with us. Show us your glory, O oh God. Yes, Reveal Father. your goodness in our midst. And Father God, strengthen us in our spirit. And Father God, we thank you, O oh God, that you are our rock. You yes. are our hiding yes. place. You are our strong tower. And Father God, we lift up our hands to you and we give you glory in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the word you've spoken unto us yes, tonight. Father. Father God, may we now, O oh God, having heard your word, may we heed your word and go forward and do it in the name of Jesus. Yes. That Father, that we may redeem the time that we have, the time that you have given us, using it to the best uh, of our ability through your spirit. And yes, Father God, Father. making the most of it. And Father God, we believe that uh, you will take what the devil meant for bad, and you, God, will turn it around for good. Yes. So, Father God, we thank you for that in advance in the name of Jesus. Father God, continue to encourage us, yes, build Lord, us up in our faith. You, Father. And, Father God, as we continue to walk with you, we will praise your name and give you glory. Because, Father, you are worthy. Yes. And we love you and we cherish you, dear God. We give you all praise. In Jesus' In name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.